Hello and welcome to Without Edges, brought to you by Harcourts and Connect Now, Australia's longest established and leading home moving services. They make your clients' moving experience stress-free and simple. They will take care of your clients and you take home the rewards. Without Edges is the podcast that connects you with people who are achieving amazing things in life and, of course, the inside tips for real estate. I'm your host, Sutton Smiles. Today, our guest is the fabulous Tanja Jones. Now, a bit of a a background on Tanja before we talk to her. Tanja is a leadership and mindset specialist and has advised thousands of leaders and teams, both nationally and internationally, since starting her company. She is also the producer and presenter for TMG TV, which is a weekly video series for real estate leaders and teams who want to grow themselves and their businesses in the least amount of time. And also the co-founder of Real Estate, sorry, Real Women in Real Estate, a national network for women in real estate and property. Tanja, welcome to Without Edges. Wonderful to have you on here today. Oh, thanks, Adna. Thank you so much for the opportunity. Now, I want to start with your background because it's always interesting to know who our speakers are and where they've come from. And I remember yep. when I first met you, I was working, oh, I'm still am at Harcourts. We were in the old office in, in Cheltenham and I yep. didn't know who you were and you made a time to come and see me and you, <laughs> shared, right. you shared with me that, you know, you were going into the training and coaching world for real estate agents, but it was based off a very personal story. Share with us that story. Yeah, thank you. So back in November 2014, I was a peak performance coach working with small to medium businesses, no particular niche, you know, many and varied different businesses in Australia. And at the time, my husband Lincoln and I were looking to sell our family home And we'd had a relationship with an agent. We were one of those vendors that were oscillating, you know, one minute selling, next minute calling, one minute selling, next minute calling. And and the agent that we had a connection with was really great. Like he stayed with us throughout that year and, and, um, you know, checked in with us. And, you know, we really thought he was our guy. However, when we kind of felt like, okay, it's now really time, I said to Lincoln, you know, I wouldn't mind getting a couple of other opinions. And he said, yeah, sure, go for it. So I did a bit of research, had a research, had a look at who was performing well in our area, invited two other top agents in. And when I contacted Agent A, the guy that we'd had that connection with for 12 months, it, what was interesting, Sadna, is as soon as he got whiff of it's game on, his whole demeanor changed. So he kind of came into the house, sat down, put the contract down, really little connection and just kind of passed the pen over the table and said, well, this is the, you know, the marketing campaign. This is the commission split sign here. And I said, you know, thank you. I said, that's great. Uh, Just to let you know, we are bringing in a couple of other agents to give us an opinion. And Sadna, as I've said before, he clearly didn't graduate from the Lady Gaga Poker Face (laughs) Academy of no reaction because he was clearly disappointed to keep it radio friendly and in that moment I really saw and it probably doesn't help that I'm a you know NLP practitioner and trainer so I, I'm kind of trained to pick up on stuff but you don't have to have a certification to sense when someone's upset but it was obvious that he was disappointed and um, 
not happy with us bringing in a couple of other agents. And to his credit, fair enough, because we gave him all the signs that it was his gig. But that told me that, um, you know, he was attached to the outcome. And then Agent B came in and, you know, she was great because she had social evidence to prove that she was negotiating the highest values of the properties in our area. However, Sadna, every time she asked us a question, she cut us off. We, we, we couldn't finish our sentence. She kept pushing her agenda. And I, it just, it just was mind-boggling. And I started to do some research. Um, Agent C came in. He was amazing. He was cut above the rest, completely Switzerland. And we couldn't feel him pushing an agenda at all. He asked really beautiful, open questions. And we felt very nurtured and supported. And, you know, interestingly, he got the gig. So isn't that fascinating? Having a relationship with an agent for 12 months, but an agent that we don't even know can walk in the door and within 15 minutes get the business. And it's all to do with your ability to effectively connect and build rapport and lose yourself in service of your clients rather than be self-focused and transactional. So that experience had me kind of hack into what are other people's experience like of this industry? And I soon enough found out that real estate agents were the third least trusted profession in Australia. Everyone had a bad experience or knew someone had it, who had a bad experience story. Unfortunately for all agents, if you have a bad experience with one, all agents get tainted with the same brush. I think that's unfair because there's brilliant agents out there. But I, I did some research and then I started to meet with, you know, key leaders of influence like yourself to go, okay, well, they're the external challenges from a consumer's perspective. What are internal leaders experiencing, um, you know, within teams? What are their challenges and problems? And very swiftly, I learned that most leaders and executive directors spend anywhere up to 80% of their time navigating the people performance productivity issues in the business takes their game off, um, you know, growing their business and it's not working. So within three months, I completely niched my peak performance coaching business into real estate and uh, have not looked back since and I'm loving it. You know what I, what I love about everything you've said is so true, right? So, so we are uh, very transactional and we can get very focused yeah. on transactional versus the service, the relationship and building the yeah. rapport. And, and what you talk about is no different in sales or property management. And, and our focus today yeah. is, is on property management. But I, I do want to start in the leadership piece first because what you showed was the courage to actually step into a world you knew nothing about, build, <laughs> you know, build, build a brand for yourself. And you're now training yeah. in some major networks around the country. And, and real estate is one of those industries that can be really closed shop. You know, if you haven't sold a property and you don't do the rah-rah mm. on stage, and you know, we don't want to really listen to you. And, and so, you know, hats off to you that you have actually Aww. broken through that. So, so let's look at the leadership piece and, and across the markets in Australia and New Zealand, we are experiencing change, whether it's market change, whether it's technology change, whether it's change around the client experience. And, and I want to start at the leadership area because that is, I think, where in most businesses, the first part of the change needs to happen and it filters down, mm. right? So what is the key need or ask of leaders who are in a changing market today, regardless of whether you're leading a property management or a sales team? Yes. So first of all, thank you for your kind words. Uh, I really appreciate that. 
you know, from my perspective, Sadna, we can have reasons or results. And uh, my, if I was to give one insight or one tip on what leaders need to do in these changing and challenging and correcting times across both Australia and New Zealand, I would say this. You have two circles that you can hang out in. Your circle of concern, which is everything out of your control, the market, the weather, the election, AI, prop tech investment, you know, we're, we're being, there's $7.6 billion worth of prop tech investment being, you know, happening, which is systemizing and automating and, you know, changing the landscape of how people do and experience real estate to, you know, politics, competitors, fee negotiation, buyers calling, vendors calling, banks tightening up lending. And I'm seeing on the ground, whilst that is a reality, it's also a great excuse and it's also a great justification why we're not producing results. And the number one differentiator between those brands and leaders and teams that are performing in exactly the same market conditions to those that aren't is A, in the theme of, of you know, um, courage, they don't let their reasons get in the way of producing the results. In fact, Sardana, they are unreasonable. They set really high standards. There's three steps to success. Number one is raise our standards. Do we know what we stand for? Do we know our vision? Do we know our values? And are we turning our shoulds into must? We know we should prospect. We know we should call back buyers after an open for inspection. We know we should stay sticky with potential clients. But is it a must? The second step to success is systemize our strategies and simplify them. Have daily rituals, weekly actions, measurement and management that a nine-year-old can understand. Don't complicate it. And the third step to success, which I believe is the most critical one right now, is elevate our state. In a time of change and challenge and disruption, it elicits fear, scarcity, and desperateness. And as Tom Ferry says, you can smell commission breath a mile away, like I did as a vendor back in 2014. And if you get those three things right and you shift from your circle of concern to your circle of influence, which is you can influence your vision, your values, your marketing, your client service, your client experience, the culture, morale, and vibe in your business. You can influence your energy, your training, your systems and processes. But too many leaders and teams are justifying their lack of results because of external reasons, and that keeps them disempowered. And ironically, every day that I, I train leaders and teams or go and speak and do workshops, I do an exercise where I ask people to honestly do a stock take. How much of your time are you spending in your circle of concern? The average answer is 50 to 60%. That means 50 to 60% of our mental capacity, our ability to innovate and be agile and pivot and morph and add more value is taken up in a wasted space. So if leaders just stop justifying, talking, thinking, stressing, and bringing that to the sales meetings and just inspire their people to focus on the moving parts that they can influence, they'll see a significant shift in their results in the same market conditions today. Yeah, great advice. And, and I think one of the things that keeps in turn the strategy in place and, and the measurement 
uh, in place is is a simple thing like a business plan, right? A one-page yeah. business plan that everybody is connected to, everybody understands, and then you work on the morale and the culture and the vibe of the business. If you can just do those yeah. two things out of everything that you've just said, it takes the focus away from the stuff that is out of your control, right? Exactly. Yeah, oh, exactly. You know, the greatest leaders, Sadhana, have fewer messages but repeat them often. Mm. And we know from the real estate of leadership survey I did in conjunction with Kylie Davis and CoreLogic that 24% of businesses in Australia and New Zealand, uh, you know, even two years ago when we did the survey, were experiencing 10% plus growth. That means the majority of businesses weren't experiencing any growth and the fundamental differentiator is leadership. Those 24% have had some kind of leadership or business management training and exactly what you said you have to have a plan and you have to create a culture where your people are inspired to show up and serve passionately every day however this is a counterintuitive environment real estate you know we crave certainty security instant validation and instant gratification as human beings and then you've got this world of real estate, which is a world of rejection. You're going to be knocked back and told no. And it's highly competitive. You get paid commission in sales. You get your pay three months later. You're in property management. The phone is ringing, you know, eight hours a day, five days a week. And you're, you're faced with problems 24-7. You've got to have a mindset that's resilient to rise, you know, in that world of rejection. Otherwise, it's going to be a hard gig. And I love the way we've segued into property management. So let's let's focus on that. You know, I'm, I always say to people, particularly in changing markets, is what goes up must come down, right? So we've had a, a couple of years worth of great markets across Australia and New Zealand, and and now we're we're experiencing some change across markets, regardless of what that looks like. And when that happens, businesses automatically go, you know, I'm not making as much money. What's my bottom line look like? Where can I pull back expenses? What do I need to cut out? Do I need as many people? Yeah running the business? Do I need to cut back on staff? You can't go on a, you know, holiday this year. We can't do a company trip. We have to cut back on expenses in the business. Like all of these things happen and they all impact the culture of the business. But also we get a real focus on property management all of a sudden and suddenly that portfolio of 200, 300, 1,000, whatever it is, properties becomes really critical to the simple things, paying your bills, keeping your doors open, making sure your business is profitable and suddenly, you know, property managers and property management becomes sexy again, as I say. So, you know, you mentioned before that property managers live in this world where you know, nobody rings you up and says, hey, Tanja, thank you so much. I'm, I'm, you know, the owner here, Sadhana, you manage 32 Smith Street for me. Just wanted to let you know, you've done an awesome job this month. We just don't get that, <laughs> right? <laughs> that, that, that would be a wonderful world for property managers to live in. I agree. It, it would be fantastic. And I look at my own property managers who work in my business and, and there are days when, you know, these girls work through till seven, eight o'clock at night trying to get their work done. And, and that's because we're dealing in a world where our clients' expectations on the level of service mm. that we deliver is becoming, as we see it on our end, unrealistic. But from the client's mm. perspective, it's normal, right? Because it's being set by other industries. 
So I want to yeah. talk about the, the, the front end of this, I think, which is really, really important. That's the mindset about the job that we're doing, which is full of complaints and negativity. Mm. How do we get our mindset right to come to work every day energized? Yeah, uh, such a great million-dollar question. And I want to preface this by saying to all of the property managers that are listening to this podcast that, you know, what we know about you is you have really big hearts and you really care. And uh, one of the reasons why we have stressed out states of minds or, you know, anxious and worried states of being is because we care. So I also invite leaders to... Um, you know, show a high level of appreciation for property managers because it is often a very thankless task. Uh, they're not getting those calls. And a lot of the reasons why they're stressed out is because they really care and they're caring about the leader's business and brand. So that's a great admirable skill to have. And I think we, it, it needs to be acknowledged. Then B, there are, you know, there are five steps to confidence. So when you're a property manager and, you know, as I train property managers, not, not in property management training, but, you know, resilience and conflict resolution and mindset mastery, you can see in the room, those that have been around a lot, a bit longer and those that are more seasoned, they, you know, to, to use a catchphrase, they don't sweat the small stuff. They, it's like water off a duck's back. The key thing to having a, a positive state of mind is to, easier said than done, not take things personally. So I see property managers as professional problem solvers. You need, if you're going to enter this industry, you need to enter it with your eyes wide open and know the terrain that you are entering. When you sit down at your desk with your family photo or your dog or cat or your screensaver and that phone is there and when that rings, you're highly likely to be managing problems across multiple stakeholders in unrealistic timeframes and then multiply that by 120 in your portfolio. And that's your day. And um, it takes a level of resilience. So step number one, enter the industry with eyes wide open and know you're a professional problem solver. That actually is your job. Two, don't take it personally. The reason we uh, suffer, I believe, Sardner, is because when something goes wrong, we don't deal with the facts. We, we, we elicit a whole bunch of feelings and we take it personally. We take it to heart. We have to, and this is what seasoned property managers have learned to do over time as they've navigated those five steps to confidence once they've built competency, they've learned to disassociate and go, it's not me, but I am here to solve it and resolve it. How do you do that? Well, you separate the facts from the feelings. When someone is on the phone yelling at you, they're not yelling at you, Sadna, the soul. They're just yelling because they're irritated because they left work early because you asked them to be there to let the plumber in at four o'clock. The plumber's not there. It's now five o'clock and they're on a finish line at work and whatever. And it is your job to be the person to catch their concern and transform it into a solution. But you can't take it personally. As I said, easier said than done. So how do you do that? You just separate the facts from the feelings. But here is where I see property managers creating uh, unconsciously and maybe consciously a toxic environment and culture to exist in. Many are practicing dealing with the facts. And when we hang up the phone, and you would know better than me, Sadna. Uh, and I've seen this across m most brands, uh, you know, nationally and internationally. 
We need to get stuff off our chest. We need to deal with the feelings of the yeah. concern and the problems. Yeah. Yeah. So what happens is we have an environment where we've hung up the phone and we vent and we have a say about that experience. And when I ask at training, what is the impact of venting and unpacking and unloading constantly every day? And the word that every, I get every time from property managers themselves is, it's toxic. Mm-hmm. We are creating a toxic environment of negativity. So I think it's critical that we create conscious ways where we can, what I call, park the funk, really separate what happened from what we made it mean. As property managers, we have to deal with the story. So we have to be authors, not the story. Write great chapters for our clients and not become a victim in a melodrama because, you know, it's entertaining. So separate the facts from the feelings have conscious ways that you can unpack it when you're upset and and this is the you know what I have the privilege to to go out and train and teach people about because it is a skill that they need especially now um, because property management is under the radar more so because it's a reliable asset in the business and its future. It, you, interesting point you make because I have seen it happen where, you know, you put the phone down and, and you go, oh, my God, that was such an awful conversation. They yelled at me. The client was being so unreasonable, you know, and yeah. then you share that and then the whole office, you know, talks about their client and then you move on to the next one and then you share it again. So I, yeah. I get that. I get that. But have you got some tips for us where – so, you know, property managers, don't spit the small stuff. Don't take things personally. You know, park the funk. Love all of that. You know, don't yeah. vent so it creates a toxic environment. I've got a client on the phone, though, and, and they are venting and they are very emotional and they are angry and, and sometimes mm. quite rightly so. How do I move yes. the client, right, ah, Great. From, from the emotion they're feeling to the fact yes. that they too can park the funk? Yes, yes, yes. If you could see me right now, I'm actually doing a jig. You're doing a happy I, dance, I, I, right? <laughs> I am. I literally am doing a happy dance. I'm very excited by this question because this is where the magic and the alchemy really happens in, in the relationship. So thanks for asking. So if you're a property manager and you've got an upset client, by the way, there are, I want to add a little bit more value here. There are three main causes of upset. So if you're listening to this podcast and you've got pen and paper, write these down. I know, Sadna, you always have pen and paper. You're always prepared. And if you're driving, then just come back to this point because it's critical. There are three reasons or three main causes that we as human beings get upset. A, unmet expectations. We had an expectation that didn't get met. We're going to get upset. B, withheld communication. Something happens between you and another and you swallow your, you know, you, you swallow your truth or you don't have your say or you don't air your perspective. That will make you upset. And, and um, C is, or, you know, three is uh, interrupted intention, meaning you intended something to happen and something outside of your control interrupted it. Now, Consider this, those three things, unmet expectation, withheld communication, and an interrupted intention happens like millions of times a day inside of property management. So property managers are dealing in a world of upset all the time. And here is my answer to your question. 
Typically, as human beings, we like to fix things. And as property managers, professional problem solvers, we've got the tyrant on the phone, you know, the irate customer, and we go into solution mode and being responsible and taking care of it. Before you go to solution, here's my simple invitation. No matter who it is or what they're saying or what their cause of upset is, if you just say, when they finish, Sadhana, I hear you. Like you literally say, I hear you or I get it. I hear you or I get it. What people want first is to be heard. Then they want the solution. But if you go into the solution, which is an admirable thing, but your client doesn't feel heard or gotten, the upset doesn't dissipate or takes longer to dissipate. Does that make sense? It's the empathy, isn't it? That's what you're talking about. It's 100 percent empathy. And don't tell me if there's a difference between I hear you or I get it or I understand. Don't tell me you understand because if I'm a mum, if I'm a breastfeeding mum with triplets and I've left work and my, you know, faucet in the kitchen is spitting everywhere and the plumber's not here, don't tell me you understand my world right now because you don't. It can land as condescending. But if you say, you know, if you say I hear you, or I get it, and let that land, like have a little, what I call a little pregnant pause, so they actually hear your words of, I hear you, I get it. Okay, let, let's take care of this for you. You meet them there, and then just pause and make sure you're not reacting, like getting charged and triggered and you're just responding, then you, you'll find that energetically the shoulders will drop from the client, their voice will soften, and, you know, and you, it just takes a little time to then go. Then you can also be really generous and say, you know, Sadna, thanks for sharing that with me. Thanks for giving me a really clear picture of what you're going through right now. I get it. So tell me what would are you, you would, uh, Sorry, go on. Oh, and then I, so I would say, I hear you, Sadna, thanks for really painting that picture. I really, I really get it. Would you? Would it work for you now if we if we started to talk about how we can resolve this for you? And they and when you ask permission, they might go, yeah, that'd be great. Or they might go, well, no, actually, I need your response to this first. When we ask, would you like us to talk about how we can resolve this now? You're again building rapport, giving the power to the client, giving them asking their permission to move them forward, and they'll, by virtue of their response, give you a direction on where to go. So that's a really simple injection. I hear you. I get it. Thanks for sharing. Thanks for painting the picture. Would you like? So let's take care of this for you. Would you like us to talk about that now, or do you need a minute? So is there some space in all of this, whether it's at the beginning or the end or somewhere through the conversation? And using the word sorry is an interesting one because I think people sometimes forget to use it or don't want to use it because it's an assumption of guilt, right? But I yeah, often yeah. think but I often think by simply saying to the client, and look, and you know, you may not agree with me on this one, but by simply saying to the client, look, I'm so sorry you are experiencing this. I'm so sorry you are feeling this way. Um, how do you feel about throwing that in somewhere? Yeah, well, you know, people, as I said, people want to be heard. I have mixed emotions about sorry. Um, because I think here's the interesting thing. If we look at communication, right, from, from a neurolinguistic perspective, communication is 7% words, 38% tonality, and 55% physiology. Now, most 
property management problem solving happens on the phone. Yes. So 55% of the connection and communication is gone. You've got tonality in words. So whether you say sorry or, you know, I apologize, I think, you know, um, yeah, I, I don't have a hard and fast line about, yeah, I think it's a good or a bad thing. Um, I, I think it's more, is your tone genuine? Are, are yeah. you on behalf of the brand taking responsibility? So you could say, I'm sorry we didn't meet your expectations. Uh, you know, oh, I'm sorry that you, you didn't have a good experience. Let's take care of this for you. That sounds like you're taking responsibility and you're going to do something about it. But it, I don't, I'm not feeling guilty. So I think it depends on, A, the experience level of the property manager and whether they're seasoned or new. Mm -hmm. Because if you've got someone new that is dealing with problems and saying, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, and they're not seasoned, unconsciously they could put themselves in a disempowered state which will Good affect yeah. the way they, they respond. If you've got a seasoned property manager who can really separate the facts from the feelings and when they apologise, they're really apologising on behalf of the brand, not on behalf of them as an individual. They're saying, I'm sorry, you know, you didn't have a great experience with us this time. Let me take, like, let me absolutely take care of this for you. Mm. I think that sounds um, professional. I think it sounds humane. However, I do think it's, a, it's, it's based on the experience and the confidence and the level of empowerment and competency uh, of the property manager. Does that make sense? Absolutely. makes sense. Because <laughs> words, words completely influence yeah. our thoughts, beliefs, uh, actions and results. So let's take a change of pace. I want to talk to you about all the changes that are occurring in our industry. We perhaps are experiencing the greatest and fastest pace of change we ever have. And, you know, for, for those of us on the front line, it can be confusing, it can be scary, it creates a lot of uncertainty. And after a while, yeah. we start to experience change fatigue, right? I, I don't know how many times yeah. a new I get a new email from someone who's got this whiz-bang product that's going to change my world. <laughs> and, and it's kind of like, yeah. what, another one, you know? So, yeah. so we, I, I kind of look at this and I go, well, if I feel that way, God knows how the girls in the front line and guys feel like on the front line. So how do we ensure that, number one, we are open to the consideration of all changes and opportunities? Because I think that is critical in businesses who want to move forward. So we are open to the consideration. And secondly, yeah. what are some of the behaviours and mindset that we need to become self-aware of so we don't sabotage the consideration. Yeah, awesome. Okay, great. I'm doing the jig because this is another great question. How do we remain open to the consideration? And then secondly, you know, what are our behaviours and mindset? These can kind of be answered in one. There are two states of mind, fixed and growth. Um, so Carol Dweck, Dr. Carol Dweck has done an amazing amount of research on the differences and the benefits of a growth mindset over a fixed mindset. And here's, so, so if you want to be, if you want to succeed in this ever changing landscape of real estate and property, you must, not should, must adopt a growth mindset, meaning you uh, when, when like you know, there's that quote, a mind works best, a mind is like a parachute. It really works best when it's open. So when we're in fear and scarcity and adrenalized and concerned, A, it, and I just did a, a podcast about, you know, how do we shift our states of stress? 
it actually depletes oxygen from our brain and our vital organs and to go to our adrenal glands that sit on top of our kidneys because we think there's a saber-toothed tiger we're running away from. So when we don't have a growth mindset, we are in a fixed and often fearful state of mind which puts us into uh, our fight, flight or flee mode. We never innovate, we never create, we never are energized in that state. Having a closed mindset will always put us in fear and scarcity, A. B, no strategy, email, podcast, coach, TED Talk, app, tool, anything, anything will work at all unless we look at our definition of what is. So what does that mean? There's a distinction called definition is decisive, meaning however I define something or someone completely determines how I engage, interact, view, see, and, and collaborate within that. And here's the simplicity of it. If you're defining this as a really tough time in real estate, it's a changing, challenging time, it's scary, it's fearful, you know, it's, it's crazy then what do you think your response, your point of view is going to be like? Are you going to want to lean into it and innovate it and hack into new ways of doing things? Unlikely. If your definition, and this is what the most successful brands, leaders and teams have right now, if your definition is this is an exciting time to be in real estate and property, this is the time where those that have the ability and skill and talent and courage and tenacity to show up and do what it takes to deliver an amazing client experience, then you're more likely to lean in and do something with it. So I would say, if you're feeling disempowered, fearful and concerned, don't go to a strategy, take a look at your definition. It's either empowered or disempowered. And until you shift your definition of yourself your boss, your brand, your clients, your bank balance, your body, whatever it is that you're struggling with, until you shift your definition to something more empowering, you literally have no access to transformation. So, and I know there'll be property managers listening to this going, you know what, I am the person in growth mode. I am the person yep. who wants to change and adapt and, and, you know, make this business move forward with the times. But I have yes. a director who's not interested. I have a director who doesn't understand. Mm, How do I yes. shift him or her? Yeah, this is a real challenge. Like it's a real challenge. And so what you're alluding to here is a lack of goal congruency. Mm -hmm. And when, um, when we are faced with turbulent times and change, it elicits a lot of fear and insecurity and uncertainty. We're not really an empowered state. And more than ever, we need solid leadership. And we are seeing high levels of, you know, um, change, uh, human resources, people leaving the industry, people changing brands, people resigning, reacting. So, you know, the, the thing that's needed is you need to ask yourself as a property manager, if your leader uh, and you don't see eye to eye or heart to heart, you have to ask yourself. Are you willing to work in a brand or an environment where there's no value alliance and no goal congruency? A, you just got to ask yourself that decision because honestly, no pay is going to accommodate the fulfillment of having your values and goals aligned and real synergy in a team. And B, if you are willing 
to say, are you willing to manage up? Are you willing to make the request or be curious and inquire into how you can establish synergy and goal congruency? Now, that takes courage. Mm. It really takes courage to manage up. And, it, and it's something I'm very passionate about because I had to do it at a very young age to a senior manager who like you just tried to destroy my reputation to cover up something that she did. And I literally had, you know, like sweaty palms, shaky body, you know, upset tummy. I confronted her. It takes courage to manage up. However, I think that property managers, you know, teamwork is not, whilst I believe a fish thinks from the head first and the environment is, uh, you know, the leadership's responsibility to make sure it's a petri dish for growth. It's a collaboration. Property managers, sales agents, admin accounts, we as humans have the opportunity to co-create the environment we work in every day. And, you know, are you willing to be courageous enough to speak up? Are you willing to ask your leader if they've got five minutes to say, hey, you know, I'm, I feel like I'm not clear here or this is important to me. I don't know where you stand and can we, can we have a conversation? One of my favorite quotes is speak your truth even if your voice shakes. And I believe that people underestimate their power to influence because we're afraid to manage up. So leaders have a responsibility to create a, a trustworthy environment where people aren't scared to stand up and speak out and challenge the status quo. But only you as the property manager will know whether you feel courageous enough to do it. And my bold invitation is go for it. Because go for it or, or choose somewhere else. But don't yeah. stay there and complain and do nothing because that's yeah. toxic for you and toxic for the brand. Does that make sense? Absolutely. Because here's what I truly believe in is that, you know, the world that we're working in right now and all the changes that we're going through, in two years' time, you and I will be talking about a very different world of property management, right? Mm. It, it's just yeah. we've never experienced change at this pace before and it's not going to stop. So in the past, no. we may have ignored it. We may have opted in and out of certain products that are on the market. And, and you know, it didn't really matter. But today, it does matter. And one of the things I say to property managers at the moment is – be really aware of what your currency is going to be like in the new world. Now, when I say currency, I'm not talking about dollars and cents. I'm talking about your knowledge, your skill sets, your mindset. Everything that you learn today, is it going to be worth something in two years' time? And if the business that you're working in is not investing in your currency to, for it to be worth anything in two years, then you probably need to change, right? Yeah. Yeah. And, and know your currency. See, what I'm seeing a lot happening, because we know property management is being infiltrated with technology and apps and offshore resources and, you know, people's positions are, you know, changing or, or jobs um, are changing. being eliminated. Yep. Jobs are changing or jobs are being eliminated and, you know, it is the leader's responsibility to be really transparent in their communication so people understand. And, and I think it's critical that, um, you know, property managers own their value. And this is where as human beings in, the, in every industry, we get unstuck because I believe, Sadhana, that as a soul, we're priceless, right? There's one in 14 trillion chance that we can even be born in these conditions and we're 7 billion people floating on a rock in space. Like that's just phenomenal to me. So I believe we're priceless as a soul. However, there is a price for a role. And 
a profession and really great operators separate the two but where I see people get unstuck is where they collapse feeling worthless because they're in fear or they haven't been acknowledged or haven't been thanked for the day and this impacts their level of self-worth their level of value and it impacts their self-esteem and it definitely impacts their confidence and courage to stand up and speak out so it's really critical if you're listening to this as a soul you're priceless you're, you're a miracle but as a property manager there is a value for your role and I encourage you to own your value, own the problems that you solve. Your job is to keep the existing, um, you know, investors and tenants, you know, uh, retained to the business that you're with. Keep those relationships strong and create such a great experience for protecting, preserving and conserving investors' assets and giving tenants a home in their journey of home ownership. Uh, give them such a great experience. They don't want to go anywhere else. That's yeah. incredibly valuable. You know, technology will help people do their job, but we need to let technology help people do what they do best, and that's the heartbeat stuff of human relationships. Mm, the enabler. Technology is just the enabler. It's never going to replace the human because at the end of the day, I think we all crave the human connection no matter what we do. For sure. You know. Yeah. So as we Especially come, in this industry. Oh, particularly in this industry. So as we come to the end of our podcast, and I could talk to you for hours, um, <laughs> wrapping everything up, some quick tips for our listeners uh, so that they can ensure they can master mindset, not go into victim mode, and and yeah. and and have control of of some of the outcome around this whole. You know, what I feed my mind becomes the reality. Yes, well, look, my favourite tip would be buy yourself a book called The Miracle Morning by Hal Elrod. It's also available on audiobook. Hal Elrod has distilled the most successful strategies um, for human you know, evolution, joy, happiness and fulfillment by studying the most successful people on the planet. And when I say successful, I don't just mean wealthy. I mean people of impact, people of influence, people of reach and scope. When he interviewed these people uh, or studied their behaviours and actions, he distilled six key things that highly successful people of influence and impact and fulfillment did. However, interestingly, no one person did any more than three. So they all did one, two or three, but he thought to himself, wow, there's six key themes. I wonder what it would be like if we did all six and if we started our morning this way. So in the book, The Miracle Morning, he unpacks an acronym called SAVERS, S-A-V-E-R-S. And whether you do it for six minutes or 60 minutes every morning, it is a complete game changer. SAVERS stands for S equals silence, so meditation, detaching from thought, critical if you're in property management. There's great apps like Headspace available for you to do that. You can be guided to you know, detach from thought because it's a big stress creator. A is for affirmation because the words that come after I am dot, dot, dot are the most important things you can ever say to yourself. It'll create empowerment or disempowerment. So A is for affirming. Do you affirm who you are when you wake up? Or you're telling yourself a bunch of crap and then you're believing it. V is for visualization. Do you have a picture where your life is going? Do you have a vision board, whether it's an old-fashioned magazine cutout canvas or a digital vision board? Because international research, research shows that when you have a vision for yourself and a picture for it, then you increase your chances of achieving it by 67%. 
E is for exercise. No secrets there. When you move your body, you release dopamine and serotonin, which are the feel-good hormones that uh, reduce stress. So that's a must. R is for reading or podcast, listening. There's a saying in NLP, G-O-G-O, garbage in, garbage out. Good in, good out. If you're watching the news and listening to the media, notice how you feel. You know, create a great playlist on Spotify and listen to great stuff. By the way, good to do during the day in property management. If you are having a crap day with lots of problems, put on a song, put on your headphones and move around. Move your body, change your state. It's a great way to shift your reality. And finally, S from Savers, S-A-V-E-R-S, is scribe have an, a gratitude diary. When we have gratitude for what we have, it's really hard to be fearful and angry for what we don't have. Try to be grateful and angry at the same time. You can't. So get the book, The Miracle Morning, read it or listen to it. And whether you do all six, so six minutes or 60 minutes, or you start with just one, or you pick the great three, which would be meditate, exercise and be grateful by the way gratitude journal there's a great app called the five minute journal you can get on your phone where you can customize it with images and it's a beautiful tool that would be my biggest tip and how you start the day will determine how you experience and end the day so that would be my number one recipe for success Tanja can I ask how many of those you do how many every day how many of those five Uh, do you do of the savers do you do five Five. You do five oh, every six. day. Six. No, six. Yeah, but I, I like I'll get up at five or five thirty. Right. And and you can combine them, right? So you can be you can be doing your power walk or exercising and listening to an audio book. Yes. You could be you know in the shower with your uh, laminated um, uh, goals or vision, your vision laminated vision board on your shower wall and washing yourself. You know, saying who you are, mm-hmm. like really doing your affirmations or incantations. So, again, whether you have six minutes or 60 minutes, you can do all. But here's the other thing. Don't, if you don't do any of this, I think choose one and just yes. go, okay, this week I'm going to do one and I'm just going to master one for the week. And then, you know what, in the second week I'm going to add number two if I feel like it. Because what we tend to do is we go, I'm going to lose 20 kilos and we get up and we join a gym and then we go three times and then we don't do it because mm-hmm. we don't feel the heat of the destination because it's too far away. But if you go, you know what, I'm just going to meditate for 10 minutes every day for seven days and that's my goal and, and you'll have this amazing sense of achievement and you can build up to six if you choose or stick with three or stay with one, but do something, do something. Do something. Tanja, thank you so, so much for sharing your knowledge with us on Without Edges. Um, If property managers want to access you or your coaching, I know you have some free strategies available to them. Can you share them with us? Yes, absolutely. And so thank you for the invitation. Uh, I too could talk to you for hours, so the feeling is mutual. Uh, So... Uh, yes, you know, if you if you are intrigued by some of the stuff that I shared or I went too fast and you want to connect and um, learn more about it, there are a number of ways. I do provide, because I appreciate not everyone has the resources or disposable income to secure a, a one-on-one coach. So uh, every Monday, live on Facebook and Instagram, I do Mindset Mastery Monday. It's free peak performance coaching. You can literally write to me any question, challenge, issue or concern, and I will provide my best A to your Q. It will remain absolutely anonymous. You will not be um, 
mentioned or the brand or the office that you're working will not be mentioned, but I'll, I'll answer your question as best I can. And if I don't know, I'll find out the answer. And so that's free every Monday, 8 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. And then every Friday, 8 a.m. Eastern Standard Time, I do Rapid Fire Friday. And this is where I reflect on all my one-on-one -on -one coaching with leaders and leading agents uh, through the week. And I distill what are the key themes and I just rapid fire some tips. So there's two free ways to get content every week. And if you join our email tribe, you can um, get these sent to your inbox. No spam, no steak knives, just good content every week. So that's one. And if, so if you like the sound of that, just jump onto either my Facebook business page, which is TMJ Coaching, or Instagram, which is the at simple symbol, uh, Tanja, T-A-N-J-A-M Jones, and that's that. Uh, and then, of course, tmjcoaching.com.au is a great way for you to create um, a way to connect with me, look at our previous videos, uh, reach out with a question, book yourself a complimentary 30-minute discovery session. Uh, I provide uh, four of those a week. Uh, they get their booked out every week, and it's valued at 250 bucks. And, and no matter what you're going through, I'll just give you as much as I can in half an hour. So there's a couple of ways that you can connect. Wonderful. Thank you again. Keep being awesome. And I look Thank forward you. to catching up with you very soon. Thanks, Tanja. You too, Sardana. Thanks for the opportunity. Oh, 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 oh,